You're listening to the Make Life Epic Podcast with Jim Simcoe. Thanks for being here today. Let's get rolling with the show. Hey, welcome to the Make Life Epic Podcast. This is Jim Simcoe. Hope you're having an epic day. Things are good. Today, our topic is 15 ways to create a life plan and bring a little clarity to the crazy. And the crazy, uh, I always refer to the crazy as being life, how crazy life is. And this morning is a perfect example. I've been trying to record this podcast for the last half hour. My wife and daughters spent about 15 minutes outside our front door trying to help a moth that had fallen. Um, So it kind of threw me off because I needed to record this in the house in our home in my home office because my regular office is a little bit louder so just you know life is life is just crazy so this this i wrote this in sort of a stream of consciousness and put this outline together um that's kind of how i write too so like late at night everyone will be asleep and i'll just have an idea and i'll just start writing and doing an outline on it and i'll think like okay would that make a good idea for a podcast and then uh if i think it's going to be okay and i think you'll get some value out of it i'll record it the next day and if not, um, uh, I'll throw it away. So sometimes they work out great, sometimes they don't. So anyway, so this is 15 ways to create a life plan. And I think that, you know, this is one of those that I wrote late at night one time, really, really <clears throat> dug the idea because we're all so busy. And so I think the concept of actually having a plan for our lives is one that we all think like, well, yeah, that sounds fantastic. But, you know, in reality, how can I really make it happen? So this is all about finding your path and finding your way, Um, because I really do believe, and from what I've seen from other people, is that when you have direction and you have purpose, and you have purpose, you have happiness. So happiness is a direct result of direction and purpose. And the more confused you are about your life, the more uh, discontent you feel, and the more disconnected that you feel. So, um, so you have to realize that your purpose is your path. It's really your way in the world. It's totally unique to you. And, uh, you know, sort of the subtext here is like, really don't listen to anyone else who doubts you because, you know, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Anyway, so there are 15 ways that I feel to create a life plan. Um, you can probably hear my dog Marley uh, walking around in the background. Um, the first way is to determine your why and figure out exactly what your why is and why are you doing what you're doing and your why is really what gets you out of bed in the morning or what makes you excited to go to work what makes you stoked to start your day and really what's your purpose why are you here what what are you doing um why and why is it important so knowing your why is really really crucial you know and i've run into so many people and they just don't have any idea what they're doing and 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 why they're really doing it and it's kind of sad in some ways because you know, you got to know why you're doing it. Like what, you know, why are you going to work? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you living the way you are? So spend some time figuring out your why. There's a great book called Start With Why. I've mentioned it before. Uh, Simon Sinek wrote it. Um, he actually gave a speech right before I gave a speech once. I talked about this before. He probably gave one of the better speeches I've ever heard in my life. And and I had to follow him. And I I was uh, pretty freaked out because I was, I was so blown away by his speech that I was like, Jesus, how am I going to follow this dude? But anyway, so Start With Why is a great book. Determining your why is really the first step in creating a life plan. And so if that's the first step in creating your why, the second step is really to start looking at a future self-design. So start thinking about your life in the future and what you want it to look like. So what kind of people do you work with? You know, what's your daily life like? 
um, what's your, what's your, you know, who do you help? Who's on your team? What's your family look like? How many kids do you have? All that. If you have kids, you know, if you, if you already have kids, like what are they doing in their lives? Where do you live? What kind of house do you live in? All of that. And so when you start thinking about your future self-design, that really can help you solidify what you want in the future. So like when I look at back at mine, you know, when I was in the corporate world, one of the things that I really wanted to um, be uh, get away from when I was in the corporate world, I wanted I didn't want to work in you know with it with a huge team. I wanted a smaller team, and I wanted to work with really committed people and in a smaller sort of uh, more fun office or funner office. And I've really been able to create that. And I think it's largely because you know I thought about it way back when when I was designing kind of what my future life is, and I think that excuse me, drinking some water, um, determining your future life uh, and designing your future life is really important. You should do it every year and start, you know, thinking about where you are. And, and this isn't a goals exercise, right? This is more of a like, what do you want it to look like? What do you want it to feel like? All of that. So that's step two in creating a life plan. Step three is one that you probably heard, you haven't heard of, um, uh, but I had a great experience doing this. So I'm going to recommend it to you as well. And that is to do a walkabout. So what's a walkabout? A walkabout is an eight to 10 mile walk, okay? So it's not a hike. It doesn't have to be in nature. You can do it on the road. I want you to bring a pen and some index cards. This will take you three or four hours to do this. And when you're taken off, you start out with a question like, you know, why am I here on earth? What, and really, what do I want to do? Okay, listen to music and take your time. I did this recently. I was pretty confused about what I wanted to do with my career. So a couple, a couple of years ago, I did this and I was just completely confused, super unhappy, just like kind of spinning in 50 different directions. And so, uh, left my house, drove down to the beach. And as you guys know, we live, you know, we live, uh, you know, within a mile, mile, mile and a half of the beach parked at the beach. And I just started walking North and I walked on a stretch of road that I've probably, you know, my office is on that road. And I've probably been on that stretch of road, a couple thousand times in the last 20 years. And I got to say, I've run on that road. I've biked on that road. I've driven on that road. Um, I've never walked it. And walking that stretch, and I walked uh, I walked about just under 10 miles, uh, and it took me just about four hours because it kind of just took my time. It really brought some insight into my life in terms of what I wanted to do, the kind of coaching I wanted to have, and the kind of business I wanted to have in real estate. And, and, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know what the scientific reason is of why it, why it worked and why it was so effective. But I just know that what I would, I would walk, I'd have some ideas. Um, I had a pen, some index cards with me, and I wrote, you know, wrote down my ideas while I was there. Um, and I listened to a lot of music. And you know, I, I'd love to tell you that I listened to, you know, some really calming, awesome, you know, perfectly philosophical, inducing music. But I didn't. I actually listened to a lot of Tupac. I listened to a lot of Snoop, I listened to a lot of Chili Peppers, and I listened to a lot of NWA. So uh, I, for whatever reason, gangster rap seems to get me uh, going in my head. But the, the cool thing about that is, is that at the end of that walk, I was really, really clear about what I wanted my, wife to, my, my life to look like, and then also um, what I wanted to do. And it really helped me clear up some of the things that I had some questions on 
<clears throat> and really get to the heart of who I wanted to be and what I wanted to do in my life. And again, it took me four hours. It was a long ass walk, um, but it's great. So I'd really recommend you do it. Again, it doesn't have to be in nature. You know, if, if you're a person who um, loves to hike and loves to be in nature, then yeah, maybe it, it, that'll help you. But I would also challenge you that, you know, I think you can do it just on a regular road um, anywhere in your town, especially if on, on, a, on a street that you go, uh, you know, you travel on a lot. Um, it was cool too. I ended up running into a couple of friends, talked to them for a little bit, told them what I was doing. They gave me some insight. Uh, and I saw a lot of things that I hadn't seen, you know, even in driving, it really opens your eyes. And I think that's part of it too. Like I saw a lot of things that I, I hadn't seen in 20 years from driving on that road or even running on that road. Um, so it was really, really cool. So do a walkabout. That's number, th number three, number four, how to create a life plan is to rule out all the things you don't want. Okay. So really to find what you love and really what you want. You have to rule out what you hate because it gets you to your, your truth, you know, much, much faster. So for me, I talked about this before, but I really didn't want to work in corporate America anymore. I'd worked in it for a while, been successful, and I just didn't want to be part of that. But then also in terms of running a social venture and a, you know, a socially good business, um, you know, that can go, you know, that can spin you out in 50 different ways. And, and one of the things I also realized was like, while I wanted to run a social venture, I didn't want to work in a third world. So I didn't want to go build huts in Africa or build, you know, or, you know, go to the rainforest and, and, you know, do forest conservation. I, I'm just not that guy. Right. So like, I really admire people who can do that. And if you've been able to do that, if you work for Peace Corps or whatever, if you've done things like that, hey, man, more more power to you. But that's just not me. I just can't do that. I like I like sleeping in a nice room. I like being comfortable. As much as I like challenge myself, I like coming home to like, I like living in the first world. I'm a big fan of the first world. Uh, I have no interest in, in living and or working in the third world. So, so that's a big part of this rule is to rule out what you don't want uh, because that'll help you get to what, uh, what you really do want. So that's number four. Number five is an interesting one. Uh, I find because it, uh, and I read about this recently, but, um, it, in creating a life plan, it's really crucial to understand what your talents are. So what are your talents? So I want to talk about the difference between talents and skill. The skill is, uh, a skill is something you learn, like Speaking Spanish, cooking paleo, you know, doing a hang power clean if you're a CrossFit guy or, or woman. Um, a talent is something that's a natural ability that you have that you could do drunk and stoned, right? So for me, uh, one of the big, I would say one of my biggest talents is I can give a speech pretty easily. Um, uh, I'm pretty decent at inspiring others to action. And, um, and I, not that I drink and not that I smoke marijuana because I don't do either one of those really, but I could be completely drunk and go up and someone could say, I want you to give, you know, a half hour presentation on ants. Um, and I could probably pull it off just because it's just one of my talents. Now, that being said, I'm not being, uh, you know, it's, that's neither here nor there. It's just something I'm good at. Um, there are tons of stuff that I'm not good at, you know, accounting I'm not good at. So I would never try and be an accountant. But I think the key here is to understand what your talents are and and because this really will help you because if you can align your talents 
with a need in the world, with something that you like doing, then um, the confluence of those things can be can really make it really successful for you. So if I look at my example of like, I love helping people, love giving speech, I love inspiring others to action. I'm actually, and I'm actually half decent at those things. So running a coaching business like I'm doing now uh, makes a lot of sense because it's just like, it's a confluence of my talents and the the needs in the world and, and you know, something something that I'm good at. So figuring out your talents is really, really crucial to creating a life plan. So uh, that's number five. Number six, God, I'm drinking a ton of water today. CrossFit was very uh, uh, challenging the other day. So I'm just uh, trying to rehydrate myself. So number six, this one's interesting too. I, you know, I thought about this a lot and I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I was going to include it or not, but number six is to figure out what you're chasing. Are you chasing money or are you chasing meaning? Because a lot of times you can't chase both at the same time because one, one thing has to be first and the other one is a resulting byproduct. So, and there's no judgment around this, but what's more important to you right now? Is it the money or is it meaning, you know, and what have you been doing? Are you chasing money? Or are you chasing meaning? <clears throat> and, and really the idea here is to pick a direction and just go. So if you're chasing money, that's totally fine. Chase it and try and find meaning somewhere else. And if you're chasing meaning, know that that's what you're doing. Pick that direction and just go. So it's crucial for you to understand that sometimes chasing money and meaning at the same time doesn't work. Um, So you got to pick a direction And, and and be okay with either one. So if you're chasing money, totally fine. If you're chasing meaning, totally fine. That's a quick one. Number seven is to find some happy people. And this is uh, number seven on how to create a life plan. Find some happy people examples. So what I mean by that is, is look around in your world and determine who are the happiness, happiest people that you know, right? So, and figure out like, why are they so happy? So observe them, you know, interview them. You don't have to actually go and, and say it's a formal interview, but spend time with them and see what they do, see what they believe, see what they, you know, what how they think, because that's really going to help you bring some clarity into uh, into your own world if you're able to do that. And so, as an example, there's a guy uh, I see almost every day when I go to get coffee, and he's older than me. He's probably mid sixties. He's got a couple of grown up kids, and he runs a steel company. His his name is Mike. Um, I always think of him as Coffee Shop Mike. He always has a huge smile on his face, um, and he just always looks super happy. Uh, you know, the other day we were talking uh, for a little bit, and he was telling me about a, you know this great book he was reading and you know some surfing he had done and blah blah blah. And, and I was just like, I was just kind of blown away by like, like this guy is like, he's got life wired, right? Like he's got a great wife, um, he runs his own business, he surfs when he wants, he's got some kids that he's close to, he's got some grandkids, he lives by the beach. I mean, he just has things wired. And and one of the things I noticed about him, you know, because he's one of my biggest happiness examples, even though like I don't know him on a on a social level really, I just know him from you know from seeing him around town. One of the things I noticed about him is he's really positive. And he's just a positive guy. Like he just had, he just recently had so, shoulder surgery and he was telling me about his surgery and, and he was saying, you know, it's going to keep me out of the water for six months, but you know, I'm just happy to get it fixed. And he just really, really was able to look at that experience in a positive light. And one of the things I, I know when I observe happy people is that they're all really positive. They're choosing to see the good in the world as opposed to seeing the bad. So it's really, really cool. So Find some happy people examples in your world and, and look at them and observe them and, and figure out like, okay, why are they so damn happy? 
spend some time with them, talk to them, buy them coffee, you know, so you can get some insight. That will really help you create your life plan. Because, you know, if you can figure out why other people are happy, it's much easier to figure out a way for you to be happy. Okay, so that's number seven. The the next ones are are pretty quick. So uh, number eight on how to create a life plan is to break your own stereotypes, right? So you got to break your stereotypes. So what do you believe right now that doesn't serve you any longer? You know, what are your stereotypes? What are some of your beliefs that are just not serving you anymore? Um, what, what are they? And so it could be anything from like, you know, hey, I need to get a real job or I need to make $200,000 a year. Uh, I can't take a month off and go to Europe. I'll miss work. Um, I can't make my kids play. I've got all this email and I've got this project to get out, blah, 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 blah. So think about what your stereotypes are and some of your beliefs are that are just broken and they're just wrong and get rid of them. And because creating a life plan is, is, is largely going to be based on your beliefs and based on, you know, what, you know, what, how you think about life and what you believe about life. So you got to get in there and break your own stereotypes. I would challenge you to write down four or five stereotypes right now that you have, um, and see what you can do to break those. So that's number eight. Number nine, to create a life plan, you need to look around and be observant. So you need to look around in your world, no matter where you are, and see what you like, what you don't like, things you would change, design that inspires you, people that inspire you. Just be observant to your world. I think so often we're always rushing from place to place to place to place. We don't spend that enough time being observant to what's going on in the world. So challenge here to create a life plan is to really be observant uh, um, in everything you do. And, you know, which leads me into number 10. Number 10 is to go outside your bubble. So we all have our own little bubbles, right? So we all are, you know, either we've got our work bubble, we've got our home bubble, we've got our coffee shop bubble, we've got like, you know, the Target and the book, you know, Barnes and Noble down the street bubble. So go outside your bubble whenever you can. Eat somewhere different for lunch. Um, go and do something um, different that might be challenging for you. Try something that try something new. Get outside your bubble to see exactly, um, you know, whether something will be will, will stick in your life plan and, and uh, well, help you create a life plan. As an example, for me, a couple, you know, about a year and a half ago, um, I decided to try CrossFit. And I had never done it before. And I was really, really nervous because I was worried that, you know, you know, with having a bad back and having um, bad knees, it would not be good for me. And it would be uh, really, really challenging. But, and I was really, really worried about trying CrossFit because um, I was just worried because I was like, well, Jesus, what happens if I get hurt? You know, I was really, really nervous about it. But I, but I said, I was like, all right, I got to get outside my bubble. I can't just. I can't just play basketball and football and surf and softball and not do some kind of strength training because I'm just going to rip my body apart and I'm, you know, 45 years old. So I can't, I can't keep doing that. And I got to say, going outside my bubble and trying CrossFit has been a life-changing experience for me. I mean, I've talked about it before. I've had Blake and Eric on this, on this podcast before, but the people at CrossFit Society down in Solana Beach, um, uh, you know, they're fantastic. You know, Blake Bender and Eric uh, DePaula have just been amazing. They're, they're the owners and, um, uh, they've just been fantastic. So my point here is to get outside your bubble because a lot of time, you know, sometimes you'll fail and it'll go horrible. 
And then other times um, uh, you'll do it and it'll change your world and it'll just change your life for the better. Okay, number 11, volunteer. So volunteer as much as you can. So this may not be a ton on a monthly basis, maybe it will be, but you can do good acts. Um, You don't necessarily have to make them organized. You can volunteer your time. You can go do things like, uh, you can go make a bunch of sandwiches, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and take them to homeless guys. So every year on my birthday, uh, we tend to do that. We make, you know, me and the girls make a bunch of sandwiches. We drive up, uh, up and down the coast, a bunch of homeless kids. And, and, uh, you know, if we'd run into homeless vets or whoever, we'll give them sandwiches and we'll pack them a lunch and give them everything. So that's just something that's just basically putting some good vibes into the world, but that'll also help you with your life plan. Cause it gives you a little bit of, of something that we are in, uh, vastly short supply, I think in our society. And that's perspective, perspective of how lucky we actually all are. So volunteer when you can, whether, you know, whether your cause is homeless or uh, sexual abuse prevention or animals, whatever it is, do what you can and volunteer. That will help create your life plan. The uh, 12th thing on, on, um, on how to create a life plan is to read. I always recommend you read a ton of books. So I had a professor in college, Billy Joe Lucas, a philosophy professor, one of my favorite professors. And he said, the best education you can get is reading 10,000 books on a variety of different topics. And, uh, and I really think he was right. He ended up being just a crazy guy and I love him. Uh, very unique guy. But in his house, he had, um, floor to ceiling books in every room, like, you know, just bookshelf upon bookshelf upon bookshelf. And, even in his bathroom, he had two or three bookcases just in his bathroom. He just had like a ton of books. And I remember one time I was um, over there for dinner <coughs> and he had a, a book on his coffee table. It was a coffee table book and it was about five inches thick and it was just about ants. So, you know, just a just gigantic book about ants. So I really do think that the more you read, the more you're exposing yourself to cool things and the more you're, um, uh, you're on your road to creating a good life plan and really developing um, your life plan and kind of clearing up some of the crazy in your world. So I usually have five or six books going at one time. Um, I right now have three or four going. One of them is called level up and it's by the guy who, um, started nerd fitness. Um, I'm just actually looking at my bookcase as I'm speaking to you. I am reading, I read no Cape required by Kristen Parrish, which is uh, 52 ways to unleash your inner heroes. Pretty cool. Very quick read. Really liked it. Uh, Way of the Seal by Mark Devine, also pretty cool book. I just read No Meat Athlete by Matt Frazier, which is kind of like a cookbook. Um, and I just read Biz Stone's book, The Guy Who Started Twitter, and I'm reading the guy, uh, the guy who started um, Reddit. I'm reading his book as well. So I've got like three or four books, to, you know, four or five books, I guess, going on at one time. But yeah, all really cool stuff. And, uh, you know, it really helps you develop your life plan. I've learned a lot from from each, uh, each one of those books thus far and any book that I read, I try to learn as much as I can from it. So reading is a great way to help you develop your life plan. The next one, 13, uh, is not one you would typically expect, but I really do think it's true. And that is to see a lot of movies, to watch a lot of movies. So very rarely will you get advice 
where someone says, hey, spend time in front of a screen, <laughs> right? Like that's just not usually what's going to help you from personal development perspective. You know, a lot of people wouldn't necessarily think that that's something that's going to make your life epic. But I think it does. I really do. I think I've learned a lot from movies. I mean, I learned, you know, probably more from the movie Goodfellas, Godfather, and Goodwill Hunting, uh, you know, than I did in in many other, you know, and many classes I actually took in college. Um, you know, Godfather is all about loyalty no matter what. Goodfellas is to me was a was a great uh, movie about creating the right team and really running uh, uh, a business that you believed in. I know you got to take the morality out of that, out of it to see that, but I, I really do think it was like that. Goodwill Hunting was a really impactful uh, movie for me because uh, I was sexually abused, and um, and that movie really allowed me to kind of feel those feelings and deal with those feelings and know that it was okay and know that it was. Um, you know, I could still be a man and, and still be like kind of a normal person, um, even though I had been abused. So Goodwill Hunting, I mean, to this day, if Goodwill Hunting comes on, I usually end up watching it. And uh, uh, I don't cry at a lot. I cry when the Patriots win Super Bowls. Um, and But I got to say, when Rocky is on or Goodwill Hunting, you can expect a a just a flood of tears from this dude just because um, – uh, I don't know. I just can't handle Like, I just love him so much and just is <laughs> just kind of funny because I'll, I'll watch it. And then, so I really do think that seeing a lot of movies is really, really crucial. I think it's something that will help you long-term and it's something that will help you um, creating your life plan. So two left. Number 14 is to travel. The more you travel, the more you see interesting shit. And the more interesting shit uh, will happen to you. So and that will also help you with your life plan. I mean, a perfect example of this is like, you know, when I was uh, in college, I flew to San Diego for lacrosse. And I would have never thought to live in San Diego or in California. But because we traveled here, um, I decided to move here. And look what happened since then. I moved here and, you know, met my wife, had my daughters, ran my business. And, and really, this is where my life is now. And it all started, you know, based on traveling. So travel as much as you can. Um, I think it's something that definitely will help your life plan. The, the other final thing, the final thing, number 15 on this is uh, that you really, 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 in whenever possible, you got to ignore society. Do whatever you can to ignore society. And what I mean by that is, is forget what society expects from you. Okay? Don't worry about it. Go do what you want to do. Develop the life plan that you want, you know, that you want to. Develop something that is important to you. There are scores and scores and scores and scores of examples of people who just said, you know, just said, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to go do what I want to do and what I believe in and what I'm passionate about, regardless of what people in society think. And, um, and I think that they have, you know, that, you know, they've done extremely well by doing that. And I think it's a really crucial part of, developing your life plan is to is to um have the ability to ignore society and not worry about what society thinks so with that said that is the end of this podcast i appreciate you hanging in i'm sure that you probably heard the dogs barking in the back me drinking water uh bodhi growling at marley and etc etc et so i appreciate that um, i'm going to put a couple of links in the show notes too there's three 
pretty good articles on here. One from Stephen Atchison uh, about finding, you know, some questions to ask that will help you find your life's purchase purpose. Uh, there's a cool blog actually on um, blog post on lululemon.com about your life purpose. And then um, the guy who does uh, Zen habits has a pretty good article about life purpose. So I'm going to put lo- uh, links to those, just some added stuff for you to check out. And I appreciate you listening as always. And I hope you have just a fantastically epic day and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for checking out the make life epic podcast. Check us out online at makelifeepic.com and I hope you have a fantastic day. Look forward to talking to you soon.